right, I've got all these talking points here, Sindhu, and, and you don't know any of them because <laughs> I haven't shared them with you. And, um, no, you have they're not. All, they're all landmines, just so you know. Beauty. How's, yeah. my, um, um, how's my audio just before we get started because I've got the window open? No, yeah, no, you sound great. Beauty. You actually sound really good. Um, so I'm happy to roll. 186 guests. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, I am Civilian. I am the host of Trading Spaces. And uh, today we're being joined by good friend. And look, let me just be clear, guys. Sindhu is not a lose unit, okay? He is, in, he is in fact, a win unit, okay? He is a winning unit. But he is also a loose unit, okay? And that's, that's what I failed to fucking establish in my post earlier today, that he is a winning loose unit, not a lose unit. Um. Well, at least I don't think so. I mean, I suppose we can get into that in a minute because I don't actually know how your your first 12 months of trading has gone yet. But we will, we will alert. uncover that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He is actually a loser. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, that's, that's hilarious. Um, okay. So, look, man, I just wanted to say thank you for joining me today. I appreciate uh, it was a little bit of a last minute kind of like, Hurrah, but um, yeah, I appreciate you taking the plunge. Thanks for me. Thanks for having me on this prestigious medium. Yeah, look, there's been, yeah, there's been a bunch of, um, you, you, you're kind of like following some pretty, pretty quality footsteps. I'm following some heavyweights, some serious heavyweights. Been nothing but big dogs, big kids, <laughs> Nothing but you know? big swingers, that's for sure. We had, we had the, um, uh, we had Homer, or what do you, what do you call these? Fucking um, Tokyo Homer. What do you call it? Yeah, Tokyo Homer. Uh, he's a, he's a mad dog. Um, but the big dog, uh, Longhorn Capital, um, Grantos, uh, Joshi Irwin. There's just been nothing but hitters. Chase, nothing but hitters. And and do you know what? We've got another hitter here today. It's been a runway of just superstar ASX traders. Superstar, hundred percent. And um, now you got so me. Let's keep it rock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hilarious. Um, all right, so I want to know before we get started. Mm. Um, well, I, now let's start here. I mean, so, so we'll kind of get to the point where everyone knows kind of like where you're at now and what kind of trading you do. Um, um, is it mostly day trading, intraday trading? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I'd say it's about 70-30 intraday trading being the 30, 70, the other 70 being swing positions and position trading. Yeah, um, cool. But yeah, we can get into that. Yeah, cool. All right, well, let's go, let's go back. I want to go back to um, Lil Sindhu when he's, uh, you know, roll around, uh, probably kind of like, you know, end of, high, end of primary school, going into high school. What's that, what's that kid doing? What's, what's he into? Uh, what's life look like? What are his aspirations? What are his aspirations? Yes, yeah, so I was. I lived a pretty cookie cutter, uh, follow the path type lifestyle. Um, yep. Went into so graduated high school, went straight to UNSW to do a commerce degree in finance. Um, yep. At that point, I knew that I had some kind of not aptitude. I knew I had, had some kind of interest in the markets in general. Um, so I actually opened a forex trading account when I was nineteen. That was 2009. Um, Forex, did you say? Yeah, Forex, foreign exchange trading. Yeah. Um, I'd, 
I did that just as a punt. I was like, I was mostly just flirting with it. I wasn't really, I think I put like maybe $500 in it in the account. Um, it was mostly just a hobby kind of thing. Um, yeah. But then I actually really took to it uh, for a few years. And I wasn't, like, when I say I took to it, I was really interested in it. It doesn't mean I was actually any good at it. Yeah, um, yeah. But something about the charting and I don't know, maybe all the flashing lights because I'm a gambler. Something something appealed to me about <laughs> it. Um, Degen at heart. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I did that. I was doing that on the side, but I was obviously going to uni at the same time, um, studying this finance degree. Uh, and in, in uni, if you study finance, all they teach you is that you can't beat the market, basically. Um, something called something <laughs> called the efficient market hypothesis. So I'm learning in, during the day hours how hard it is, how impossible it is to actually make money doing this. And then I'd go home at night and just punt, punt four hours. Um, so you put the theory into practice and realize that they were absolutely correct. Yes, yeah, ex- exactly. And we'll get, in, we'll get into this later, actually, because this, this turned into actually a bit of a mental block for me when I did start trading. But yeah, that's exactly right. right. Um, after that, went to work at a wealth management slash stockbroking firm, um, just doing the nine to five thing. Like I meant, this is this is after uni. Oh, this is after uni. So this is in twenty fifteen. Um, yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, I was living like a real cookie cutter nine to five type lifestyle. Um, yeah. So I was at this wealth management stockbroking firm, and I had some exposure to markets there. I was in the back office, so I wasn't really market facing or client facing. Um, yep. But you are exposed to the markets there, and it did kind of light a fire. Um, obviously, while this was happening, Nick was trading full time, and Nick and I have a friendship that goes back a few years. Um, yep. And he had reached out to me and mentioned, "Hey, I'm going to try this trading thing. It seems pretty interesting." And I, I was pretty skeptical, um, a bit doubtful of it. Like for him? For him? I don't know. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying. To, Speak poorly of the guy, but I, I just thought from what I've learned at uni, this, like this craft is just impossible to make money at. And I hadn't come across the rest of you guys in the community that have all made successful careers doing it. So I was very skeptical. Yeah. Um, but then obviously... And I, think, I, think that's, I think that's fair though. Like you only know what you know. Yeah, I only and... knew what I knew. And I'd failed at forex trading for about four years by this point. And <laughs> I'd also had a horrific right. blow up with a specky biotech stock, which we can get into a bit later. But... By this point, it, this was about 2015, 2016, I was 100% of the belief that you can only make money by having a full-time job. You can't, you can't just go yeah. and punt on stocks and make a good living, um, which has obviously turned out to be completely false. But that was my belief at the time. Um, yeah. yeah, and then Nick, who's been a close friend of mine for many years, started to have so much success that it was kind of hard to ignore. And he mentioned to me that it's something that my mindset might fit quite nicely. Um, yeah, right. And like I mentioned... It, what, 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 was, what were his exact words? I actually can't remember what his exact words were, but I think... You, you're, I, a, you're a dirty, you're a dirty degenerate <laughs> like me. There might be some non-PG language use. No, but yeah, it, yeah. It, he was, like I mentioned earlier, like his success was starting to get to a point where it's, it was too hard to ignore. And even me, who's the biggest cynic and skeptic of all this kind of stuff, I was like, okay, he's, he's made this work. Um, I have a passion for it as well. So I started, I started to pay a little bit more attention to what he was doing. Yeah. Um, and this is what, 2015, 2016? This is when I started paying. I, he started in 2016, I want to say. But, yeah, this is when we start. This is when he started um, getting my interest up yep. in this uh, in this game. Um, if only we had him here to give color on himself. If right? only, yeah. If only. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll let him have his. I'll let him give his version of events after I'm done here. 
yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, 2016, 2017, 2018, I was kind of just flirting, paying attention to the market, what was going on, um, punting with stocks here and there, long-term positions only, like six-month holds type stuff. Um, yeah. Any success? Uh, surprisingly, a little bit of success towards yeah. 2017, 2018, 2019. Um, these were yeah. all like long-term investments, so uh, we, I couldn't really call it myself an active trader or anything like that. Yeah. And then fast forward all the way to March 2020 uh, when someone ate a bat and the world went to shit. Um, That's crazy. And a lot of people started making a lot of money in the markets or losing a lot of money. Um, yeah. Things just got very interesting. And yep. yeah, that's when I decided like it's now or never if I'm going to take this plunge. Because I've just been, fl- I've been flirting with markets for what, 10 years by this point without actually, you know, jumping in, jumping in the deep end. So that's when I quit my yep. job. And then yeah, rest is history, basically, as they say. You do say that. I've heard them say that before. <laughs> um, it's actually funny. So just on the whole, like, you know, Nick and, and the introduction into this world. Um, I, and, and this actually brings me back a little bit to Erwin um, told this Irwin told this story um, a couple weeks ago when he was on about how he met some guy who was like a trader or, or like in a stockbroking firm or something. And the guy um, was like kind of, you know, semi-successful. And Erwin was like, all right, show me your, show me your bank account. The Wolf of Wall Street story, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Show, show me your bank account. And um and you know flopped it out on the table, and um and you know kind of Irwin was sold. Hey, that takes I, balls, man. I, I know Irwin's listening to this. That takes balls. I really admire oh, that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I, a similar a similar thing happened to me, except I was like, you know, when he first kind of when when Fabo first pitched it to me, I was basically at a crossroads in my life, and I thought I was. Like I, I decided that I was going to be a professional poker player, so I was like playing full time hours, playing Omaha uh, at at Star. And he came back from America, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking, you know, maybe, you know, I think this thing would be good for you, kind of thing." And and then we went. This is, we were at the casino, and we're playing poker, and he's trying to g me up to like give it a crack. And I was like, "Oh, I don't know, bro. I don't know." Like it was just so far out of my realm of like possibilities because. I didn't even really know what a market was. I know nothing about companies. I knew nothing about how any of this world worked. So it was just like so far from what I'd known. I just didn't even entertain it. Yeah, I remember and, you when you. I remember your first few days watch, like just paying attention to the markets and stuff. You were completely green, weren't you? Oh, dude, I nothing. Literally had no interaction with any company or market, or didn't even know any terms. Like I barely even knew how to spell ASX, and it was, it was like. So, so when he kind of pitched it to me, I was like, no, dude, this, I, I like, I, like it's, it's not even worth thinking about. But then um, we, we went to, we were at the casino, we, we played poker, I made a bit of money uh, playing poker, then we went and got drunk at the, the, there's a nightclub at the casino, I can't remember the name of it, the one upstairs, a big one. Um, we, we went and got like real lit, like there was, you know, vodka rebels all night. And then um, as we're, we went back to the poker tables at like 4 or 5 a.m., and I gave back everything that I'd made earlier. <laughs> and, and, and then we ended up walking out of the casino at like 7 a.m. And we're both kind of sobering up at this point. And, then, and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I could do this trading thing. And, um, <laughs> how, how, do I, 
How do I know it's legit? Show me, show me a bank account. <laughs> yeah, but you're so, living proof that, you know, if you have the right psychology and the right mindset, that this, this can be taught kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. Like, you're the counterexample to every uni textbook I, I fingered, my, fingered through in the last, you know, 10 years. <laughs> so, so, so we're walking out of the casino, and I remember exactly where we were. We're walking out of the casino. I go, hey, show me, show me your bank account. And he flops it out, shows me his bank account. I was like, ooh, okay. All right, we might be able to, we might be able to talk. We might be able to Jordan talk. Jordan Belfort, whipping out the wallet. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And then, um, yeah, then it was, uh, then, uh, my, you know, my, my interest was definitely peaked. And, um, yeah, and do you know what they say? The rest, the rest is history. Is history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that's, I thought I'd throw that in there as a little bit of a tangent. That's it. I actually um, hadn't heard that story before, as long as I've known you, to be honest. And, and do you know what? I think, I'm pretty sure I, the, the reason I like remember it so vividly is because he ended up um he he ended up calling Stoner to come pick him up. Oh I, yeah, I, I was on that trip. I, came, <laughs> I drove I drove Dan's car home. Is it you two? Well, Dan drove yeah, yeah. Nick home. I took Dan's car home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it yeah, that yeah. morning? I, I do remember that morning. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the morning that I was like, all right, maybe I am going to become a trader. Oh, um, that was a fun morning. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Anyway, so so this is um. So he kind of pitches it to you. You start to take it seriously, and then March last year, everything's going crazy. What had you? Did you lose your job, or did you kind of get reduced hours, or anything like that? Uh, no, um, I'm one of the very lucky people that worked in the finance industry that didn't have any uh, reduction in job security whatsoever. Um, right. So our company, our company didn't cut a single person. I think from you know March, from February 2020 to today, I think they've done really well for themselves. Um, but it was more the FOMO of watching Nick and yourself and Grant and Chris and Owen and everyone else that does really well. Um, just watching you guys from the sidelines, knowing I was doing a job that, I mean, like, I don't want to sound, every job is sacred and I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on my past career or anything like that. Um, but I thought my career progression was a little bit limited. Um, it wasn't as mentally challenging as it was when I first started gotten a little yeah. bit menial. Um, there's obviously a lot more financial upside to doing this game than there is working in a certain nine to fives. Um, and I, and I think like the, the did, did the control or, or the potential for like kind of freedom, did that, did that kind of like appeal to you? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, the autonomy of being able to run essentially your own business, right? So you're running a trading business. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, you are. Yeah. That's wildly appealing. I think, yeah. um, I think, like the freedom of that, not just the time or the financial freedom, but um, like you, you own something. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I'm watching this from the sidelines as COVID is unraveling, yeah. and I'm thinking, so I'm 20. So I, I was 29 years old, and I realized I hadn't really taken a big risk with my life, and I was about, about to turn 30. And I was like, if, if I'm not going to do it now, what, what am I waiting for? Am I going to do it when I'm 39 and I have two kids? Like, what, what am I waiting? Yeah, for? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I thought, you know what, let's let's do it now, and if it doesn't work, at least I can live with, you know, I can live with the fact that I tried at least. Um, I love that. Yeah, so I quit, and um, was that a yeah. was that a, a from from the way that you've described kind of like your upbringing and in you know the cookie cutter kind of like you know step by step path that you were on? It seems like that amount of risk was not normal to you? No, yeah, not at all. I, like, yeah, 
I lived a very menial, black and white, nine to five type of follow the path type of life. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, I've never taken a real, a real uh, big risk in my life at all up to this point. Um, so did where did where did the where did the inspiration for like if you're if you're not really like if if you're not used to kind of this kind of amount of risk in your life where did where did the real inspiration from that come from was it just you know like a the stars kind of aligned in terms of like you know Nick's pushing like Nick's pushing it that, and then the you know COVID and that's exactly it the stars aligned on it so I've got Nick in my ear about you know what like asking me what I'm waiting I think he I probably have messages I could yeah there's messages from him. In January of 2020, saying what? Do you, like literally, what are you waiting for? Like, wh- why? Why haven't you quit yep. yet? Um, yep. Like a, a few things I mentioned earlier, like the career progression and my previous role was a little bit limited. Um, I'd, I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like I'm a smartass or anything, but like it wasn't as mentally challenging as I think trading is, and yep. that kind of appealed to me. Um, I'd spent 10 years flirting with the market, so I think I'd proven to myself that like, there's a genuine interest. And engagement there with you know how the market, how financial markets work. And to to be fair, it's probably good that you waited until now because like if you kind of like dip your toes in too early, like maybe maybe this forex trading thing, like the mental block that came from that, like you know dipping your toes in too early can lead to a bit of mental block. Hundred um, percent. And 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 you know like you you kind of you almost need to. Um, wait for the right moment because if you if it's you know if you if you go too early and, and and the timing's not there you could like cook yourself with that opportunity and 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 maybe not even come back to oh it. mate if i um, had tried to become be a forex trader full-time and i'm i'm worried there's a full-time forex trader in the audience somewhere but i'm so con- probably i'm so con- probably hates of <laughs> i'm so convinced <laughs> that i would have lost my money in a heartbeat it's just such a um, it's a grind I think it's an impossible game to win, personally. Um, there's probably a lot yeah. of smart, real smart cookies in the audience that have made it work. But um, as we can get into a bit later, I'm not that smart at all. And it wouldn't have worked for me. Uh-huh. So I think the way I did it, even though I'm saying it was a big risk, it was less of a risk than it would have been if I'd tried to do it as a 21-year-old, a 22-year-old. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's, like, it's almost like you needed, um, you needed kind of some of this um, life experience, um, you know, just, just different things to kind of like all, all line up, push you in the right direction for it to finally click. Exactly. You know, it's and it's like in in, in marketing, in a marketing sense, they they say that you need like, and, and I'm sure that numbers, this number is like a lot higher now, but you need like six or seven touch points before something becomes a buy. Um, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of a product, and I think it's kind of similar to this story and like really like you know, sometimes it can be with our calling is like, you know, you don't necessarily get it right straight away, but if you just kind of stay, stay in tune or stay awake to what the universe is telling you and you, you, you are committed to, um, you know, this kind of overarching goal or dream of like, or uh, like a more autonomy or, or more freedom or whatever it is, then if, if you get those touch points, it'll start to kind of like become a little bit clearer. The timing might actually make a lot more sense. Man, you always blow me away with how wise you are sometimes. <laughs> you just drop these wisdom bombs on me. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I need a real idea. No, it's, I think everything you said is true. Yeah, yeah. I think everything you said is true. Yeah, yeah because I, I, feel, I feel like... Um...
Yeah, like if I'd have tried, like if I discovered trading in, like even a year earlier. Yeah. Like honestly, when 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 Nick came to me, and I actually think he probably did bring it up with me earlier than this, but it wasn't. I wasn't ready. Um, it was like literally the timing was just perfect. I'd I I'd kind of broken my hand, so I like you know couldn't work, and uh, I was just in between some stuff, and like literally it it couldn't have been better timing, and 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 you know it became a no, it became it went from being like oh should I shouldn't I should I shouldn't I to like no brainer. Uh, like if it's a no-brainer, yeah, you gotta you gotta go for it. Yeah, you gotta go for it. Yeah. All right. So all right. So you you decide to take the plunge. You, you decide to take this risk. Mm. You decide to put it all on black. <laughs> and then all right. So when 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 do, when was your first trade? Oh, I, yeah. Look, look, I, yeah. No, I don't want to make myself sound like I I was completely green. Day- I wasn't green. I wasn't green on day one. Like I'd been flirting with the markets. Up until, but, but in terms of day trade, like a... in terms of day trade, the first day trade was well, I think my first day off was August first. I think it was the first day of earnings last year, actually. I think that was my first, first day of earnings. I think that was my first okay. full time day, actually. Um, okay, cool. I could not tell you what my first trade was. Um, I wish I yeah. was a little bit more sentimental and kept a record of that kind of stuff, but I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Highly likely, it was a loss. Yeah. Um, it took. It's taken. I mean, it's. I'm. This is month thirteen, so I'm still pretty green. Um, yeah. But there is a steep learning curve to scalping, as you would know. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that learning curve hit me in the face that first month. That's for sure. Nice. <laughs> Luckily, I was a half decent. <laughs> Have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I was a half decent swing slash position trader by the time I'd already taken the leap. So it kind of right. it kind of cushioned the blow for me. So yeah. here I am talking about how big of a risk I took when. I was kind of. You'd already had all this. Finan- I was like, long term shit. I had a bit you. of a financial safety net. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. I don't want to make it sound like I'm some superhero that just landed on my feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the first, the first intraday trade, that first month, it was tricky. Um, there was a couple of things to get used to. Like, I had, I was, I wasn't used to just sitting in front of screens, sitting in front of Spark for eight hours in a day, um, yep. which is actually surprisingly exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you, just, if you agree, but yeah, that was surprisingly. Exhausting. I totally agree. It can totally just drain the fuck out of your brain, like oh, man. you know, especially. And this is why we, this is like me, me and Fab talk about like mental capital all the time because, it, especially if, like, there's some days I'll like, I'll like log off at fucking like quarter past four, and I'll be so drained because I've just been in and out all day. Um, you know the like, kind of over trading shit, especially when something's gone crazy like K and I a couple of those days. Uh, last week or earlier this week, like when 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 shit's going wild like that, and I'm like I'm just scalping bang, 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 in and out, in and out, in and out. Like I get to four fifteen and I am just zonked. I'm like, there's I got no chance of doing anything productive or creative for the rest of the evening. I can literally just like tap into a, a glass of red or a nice IPA and and that's it. Man, I'm usually Can't cooked like... by eleven fifteen to be honest. <laughs> okay. Hey. Um... Should we just see if this works? Oh, there we go. Can you hear me, Nick? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, what a... Oh, Nick, Nick, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, okay, perfect. We're good. All right. Nick, can you hear Sindhu? Yeah, I can hear you. So it's working. Sindhu, can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear everyone. All right, beautiful. Sorry. All right. We're good. Um, yeah, so... Okay, so you don't remove your first trade. Don't remember the first trade. Um, but your first month was, you know, green, 
red? Like, how, what are we talking uh, about? So it depends how you look at it. Um, so I split. I have obviously like a cumulative, a cumulative look at profit and loss month by month, but I split it up into into interest scalping and you know longer term positions. Yeah. So the, the first intra month was red. Surprise. I'm sure everyone's yeah. shocked to hear that. Um, Very shocked. Yeah. Overall red. Um, luckily, because I've obviously had that. I've always had some other stuff, longer term stuff that was working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first month was red, which was a little bit of a kick in the face because I had big expectations knowing that it's earnings season and, you know, I'd seen what you guys had produced in previous earnings seasons and I, I came in knowing that it's a big month on the ASX with a lot of companies reporting and a lot of action in both directions. Yep. Um, so yeah, that first month was a kick in the face, but I'll probably get into this a little bit later with different questions and stuff, but I think that's probably the best way to learn is just getting kicked in the face now and then. Yep. Um, so I really I went into the lab after that. Like I I went through every single trade. I replay I probably replayed every single trade on Spark as well. Like just getting reps, figuring out what I did wrong, figuring out you know, just thinking, put myself in your shoes. How would Sav play this? Like how would a successful scalper play this? And how did I play it? And what what was the difference? Um, yeah. But yeah, so that first month was red to answer your question simply. I think I think it's a I think it's a great point about getting punched in the face and um. And it's and it's something that like only really kind of made sense to me. Uh, I don't know, like it, it's only it didn't make sense to me until like the last couple of years when I've actually been punched in the face a couple of times and 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 not kind of reacted to it, rather kind of like learned from it. So like I, I think when I was younger, if I'd have been punched in the face, I probably would have reacted fairly emotionally to it, but. Um, in the last couple of years, since kind of like discovering a little bit of um, like like kind of doing a bit of a uh, Muay Thai class and also with trading, getting punched in the face is a really good way to learn. And 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 I, I relate kind of like sparring to to getting size on. You know, like you think it's going to hurt. You think like you know the loss is going to hurt. Yeah. Like like you think getting punched in the face is going to hurt, but actually it's kind of like uh, revitalizing and. And you realize it's not as bad as you thought it was going to be. The expectation is usually way worse or, or the fear, the fear of it being really bad is actually way worse than it actually is. And I think that applies to most things in life. Like life is actually not as hectic or heavy as, it, as we think it is. You usually, yeah, usually we go into things thinking it's going to be way worse than it is. We take the, we take the plunge, we take the punch of the face, we get the size on and actually like, you know, it wasn't that bad. You know, even if you are losing. Um, there you go, dropping wisdom bombs again. Yeah, write that down. Everyone, write that down. I can, uh, I can repeat it if you like. <laughs> no, no, you're right though. Like, it's not like honestly. At the end of the day, it's just money. Um, yeah, it's a lesson. Yeah. It's an expensive lesson. Look, you can pay a hundred grand to go to uni and become a doctor, or you can, you know, lose a few bucks trading, and you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn the same way. Yeah, go pay that tuition. You'll pay the tuition. Oh. Also, uh, you can do like correct me if I'm wrong, but you were pretty much like reading the ladder when you first. Started. <laughs> yes. Like, you weren't really. Yes. So there was also like that added hurdle of transitioning from like reading a ladder to looking at Spark. Yeah, I should probably um, actually explain that. Sorry, Sav, and for the audience. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that means. Um. So if you look at, you've used the, you, you use Iris Dev, don't you? To look at the surface in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Um. I had learned. Oh, that's the ladder there. I had learned to trade. Yeah, I had learned to trade reading that. Not reading Spark, not the histogram. Holy shit! Um, so 
He's doing it the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Holy shit. Yeah. How do you even do that? <laughs> oh, any, maybe. Any more old-fashioned old would be in the pit. <laughs> I'm, I'm a ticker tape in the old-fashioned way. Uh, uh, but, yeah, no, no, I had... I had um, I wasn't. I'm not. I wasn't an expert tape reader on reading the depth or anything. But that was how I had learned to trade to that point. Right. And then I okay. jumped on, jumped onto Spark in August and threw myself into the deep end. So, like, to be fair, I think the histogram is actually really like intuitive. Um, yeah. Having having looked at both, the histogram is. I can't put into words how much better it is. If if anyone's listening to, listening to this and uses the depth ladder instead of the histogram. I can't recommend enough making the switch. It's so much easier trying to trying to read those bars than it is trying to read numbers on yeah. Instagram. And I and I think most people are like, um, I don't know about sorry, visual. I went to, yeah, visual. Yeah, like yeah. the fact that it's visual. Like some 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 of the times, actually, most of the time, unless I'm like really really tuned in or I really need to pay attention to um, the the actual numbers, I I spend most of my time staring at the bars. Um, it's the order age. Yeah. You don't get order age on the depth. That's like the, yeah, that's, that's the key part for the, of the histogram yeah. for me. But yeah, there's obviously yeah. other benefits too. But yeah, trying to read so, the depth. It's a losing. How'd thing. you go? How'd you go trading off of just off of the, the depth? Yeah, side? so like I mentioned before, I wasn't really scalping or anything, so it wasn't crucial to me. It was I did right. I did use it to identify where the liquidity pockets were or where the big areas, like where the wall, you can see a wall on a depth chart yeah, or in a ladder. Like true. it doesn't matter. You, you know, you know where the walls yeah. are and you, you can see order age on the iris depth chart if you click deep enough. Um, yeah. So I, I, I had kind of practiced those principles of, you know, where's the stale order? Where's like, where's the stale liquidity? Where's the fresh liquidity? Um, yeah. I hadn't realized how much easier it is to identify it when you're using spark though. Whole new world. So, yeah, I knew what I was looking for. I didn't know how much easier it is to find it when you have yeah, these right. tools at your disposal. Yeah, okay. If Spark crashes, I said there's a huge advantage. I just sit there with my dick in, <laughs> <laughs> with my, dick in my hand and is just tearing up the ladder. Tear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not quite. That's so true. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I've probably lost those skills if I ever had them to begin with. But... That's wild. I love that. I, I don't know. I think I that, know. the other thing is you can't read open. I, uh, again, I don't want to step on the toes of anyone that might be using the depth out there, but you can't read open auctions on a ladder either. The histogram paints such a clear picture for you, whereas yeah. an iris ladder depth just shows you bids and offers at random numbers, and it, you, you have to put the picture together yourself, which is really hard so when there's five groups openings in the space of 10 minutes. Yeah, that's true. So did, did, you, did anyone teach you that? Or where where did you learn that? Like to kind of read the the ladder depth. Nick obviously helped. I mean, you guys helped. You guys, anyone that I've reached out to has been nothing short of helpful. Um, there's also, yeah. I'm going to shout out the old man Bryce who's got that video up on YouTube talking about the Godfather, <laughs> talking yeah. about Spark depth, which I've watched about a hundred times. Um, once I signed up for Spark as well, I just I went bananas just rewatching. They've got obviously they've got his, like a library of of uh, replays on there that you can watch. And I just went, I think I messaged your, either messaged you or Nick, or maybe both asking you for a list of good matches to rerun and replay and study. And I just went nuts. I, just, I watched everything to try and figure it out. And like I mentioned earlier, like it, it's, it paints such a clear picture for you that it, it really shouldn't, it really doesn't take that long to kind of adjust to it when you've come from yeah. trying to read a stupid death platter. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, 
it's a lot easier. That's all I can say. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. Um, wait, let me just get my little little list of questions up. The landmines, as I like to call them. Um, <clears throat> I just noticed that Spark right. is listening to this uh, trading spaces, so there you go. I'm giving some free publicity. What Spark is? Oh yeah, I see. <laughs> there you go. Getting this. Getting a little bit of a spin there. Um, all right, so I've, I've gone through that, gone through that. Okay, um, so you you started with a little bit of the swing trading, a little bit of the longer-term stuff. Um, how, how has your um, style or edge kind of evolved in the last 12 months? Well, this is, yeah, this, this is a long question. I think it's <laughs> some... Oh wait, wait, wait! Yeah, we got time. <laughs> we got time. We got time. Some aspects have devolved, actually. To be completely honest with you, um, I think okay. if you come in as a swing trader, a position trader, your instincts are to be patient and to be hands off with positions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scalpers like yourself are obviously the opposite of that. You guys are in and out real quick. You're not looking. You're not going right. to. You're not going to cop a move against you whatsoever. And there can be some. Well, uh, <laughs> depending. Just been known to cop a move. <laughs> I tell you, I, it's funny that you say that. I've copped a move recent, we recently. Recently, recently, I've been way too okay <laughs> with copping moves. But you, Lou, you at your best, you're taking what, like two ticks, tops against you. Oh yeah, 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 two, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Um, whereas a position trader or a swing trader might be taking you know five, ten percent. They're thinking in percentage terms, right? They're thinking yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll take twenty yeah. percent on this because my upside's fifty, kind of thing. Yeah, um, which is yeah. fine. But then when you try to merge those two, not when you try to simultaneously run those two strategies together, yeah. you have moments where you have a position that's up twenty percent and it it has a it just it has a pullback and you think, look, I'm done with this position. It's pulling back. My instincts are to cut it, so I'm going to cut it. And then when, yeah. when you zoom out and look at that daily or weekly chart instead of a five-minute chart, as a position trader, you shouldn't be looking at a five-minute chart. You realize yeah. you made this huge mistake, but it comes with the ter- it comes with the territory when you're trying to you know simultaneously run two different strategies. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same. Like in my experience as well, like it's the same game going the other way, right? Yeah, um, starting as a scalper and then trying to widen the the time frame. Exactly. Um, like it's a constant battle wearing more than one hat. Do you bag start... deep. <laughs> 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 trying to make bags deep? Hey. Uh, yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, oh, sorry, I was going to say, Fab, do you, do you feel comfortable talking about your CHR trade? Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't I? Fuck, I'll talk about like, it. Just, yeah, just because... <laughs> I'll talk about Fab's CHR trade. Yeah, rub it in a little bit. Boy, boy, CHR's mooning again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, just, just as a reference to the kind of like that, that, that point that you just touched on, like, you know, the different sides of your brain, maybe trying to manage two different strategies and, and, and kind of the inverse to kind of what Sindhu would be, would be facing. I think the CHR is a pretty good representation of that. Um, I think, uh, I thought like a better example for me is the, um, Nivonics trade, uh, that I did just before, um, that Biden, um, the lithium announcement, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I started buying some of that um, 
was it like the afternoon before it was meant to drop overnight and um i had a decent amount of shares i can't remember how many um but yeah like just going to that i held it all like the next day and it was up like maybe 30 cents from my entry and late in the day it started kind of you know tailing off a little bit and i found like my scalping or day trading mindset come back to haunt me there because i had i think it was like seventy five thousand shares maybe and yeah i started looking at the um at the order book and like oh there's only you know ten thousand fifteen twenty thousand shares each side it's like if i need to get out of this like instantly i'm going to wipe through like two or three price levels or whatever and like i kind of just had this like panic moment and then sold them at i think it was like 304 average or whatever and i bought them at like maybe two just under 280. i think you said two, you, 278 maybe yeah i think you said so, you saw a sell algo that's the reason you sold them yeah i saw a sell algo and then like i just completely wigged out rather than thinking of like the bigger picture and you know the yeah but this, this, that the sell algo is only relevant in the short term right like it's probably not going to play a big role if you're oh, exactly. if you've got like a and that's yeah. that's the prime example of where like yeah i identified a good swing trade or a good swing opportunity and like there are a couple of you know winds blowing in my favor like tailwinds yeah. blowing in my favor and then it was just like you know one moment of uh you know my day trading cap just being flung on my head and i've sold yeah. them you know way too early and that went on you know it ripped probably like a dollar in the next two trading sessions yeah oh, so right. yeah it's just i don't know it's a, it's gonna be an endless battle i would say it happens every day i did it today with whitehaven i sold some whitehaven sorry to the boys that are listening to this that are, the coal gang that love the coal yeah you're out but you're at the coal gang bro you've been, you've been cut. yeah I, well i cut that on a scalpers mentality when you know i'm in i'm in here for a, a three to six month trade well not anymore i was meant to be but you're yeah. you're, you're here to heat up the globe <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to put Tinkle back in business. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, but so, so was that? How long had you been holding that one? About a month, I'd want, I'd say. Um, but you were planning to go three six months. I was planning to go three to six months. I was planning to go like longer term with this. And um, why'd you why'd you cut it today? It got super extended. There's, I don't want to down ramp this like a stock when there's people listening. But like, there's some sub notice out. Someone sold. If you look at the daily, it's super extended. I was just like, yeah, this I've probably seen enough here, and I can, I can try and trade. That's actually the problem is I'm trying to trade around these moves. That's the problem yeah. you get when you try to merge the scalping hat with the yeah, trades. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. happened many times before. It's happened to Nick, as, as you mentioned. You get these moves yeah. where the stock looks extended on a really short time frame, but there's a fundamental or a, a, a longer-term technical reason that you're in the trade, and you find a reason to get out based on variables that shouldn't be relevant to the criteria that you got you into the trade in the first place if that makes sense where'd you buy it? where'd you buy it? the whitehaven uh i'm gonna sound like i'm humble bragging but i i, yeah, I got him like a month ago so it was a good trade what, like, like two two tens somewhere around there yeah yeah right. well that's pretty fucking good I mean, it sounds like a 195 feel to me <laughs> <laughs> look it's just like a, it's a it's a good it's a good daily chart there's like tailwinds in terms of the underlying commodity price you know what i mean like that's basically how i run a lot of my commodity longs at least but then yeah. you know you look at the daily chart and it's just gone up in a straight line for about seven days 
yeah, yeah. So, no, and, I hear that. And then also, like, uh, I guess, like, flipping it, uh, something like effects for me as well. Like, I sold out of that at pretty much the lows. Because so, I mean, you've kind of traded months. that, right? No, no, I've always, I've always held a core. Right. Um, I traded around it, like in terms of swing, but like I always held a call with like full service broker, so I don't touch it. And then, yeah. yeah, that's one thing that's gone from I kind of knew in my like gut that the moment to hose them was that um, the same day that I did that BHP trade. I think it might have been like, yeah, when was that? Was it the start of August or like late July? Uh... When Ainor just did this like mega bed shit, and you kind of yeah. felt like the game was over. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of knew the moment was then to like, I sold, I sold about a third on that day, but I was yeah. just like too slow, and then you know, it moved another like three or four cents the next Monday, and then I'm like, oh, it'll bounce. Like then I just went into like long term baggy mode, not watching yeah. the table, like not listening to any kind of rhyme or reason, um, and then I just ended up bag holding them all to twenty eight and a half when, like, iron ore puked again, and then I'm just like, oh, fuck this, I'm out. So, yeah. like, it's really hard, on, you know, if you, as well as you're wearing, like, three three hats, like, where you're like, oh, is this a long-term investment or, like, something cyclical, like, commodities, you have to yeah. be, like, I guess, ready to just move when the sentiment's gone. Next, like, short-term, short-term, mid-term, and long-term. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. In, intra, like, swing, so swing, obviously, like, more than... And then invest. Yeah, then invest. Like for me, like mentally, FX was an investment. Yeah. Um, which meant like, yeah, if I just had a little bit more of that, like, or, sorry, a little bit less of the investment mentality, like I would have traded it a lot better. Like maybe heating the price action in that moment a bit more. Yeah, I wonder FX if there was are... actually that was your fault, Sav. You, right. I have a DM from you on the sixteenth of July at about yeah. three p.m. saying, "Hey, man." How many FX do you have? You've done really well on that. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this and has the FX daily chart up, you can pull it up and you can see a wick on the 16th of July, and that's the high. And that's classic Sav <laughs> That's what I humble bragged to Sav about my FX, and we've just gone. Yeah, I remember that. Guy. I was like, this motherfucker humble bragging for me. Like, bruh, you've, you've killed that. Like, <laughs> don't be one of them cunts. Uh, yeah, that was fun times. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky I didn't fucking. Pull you out on it. I was close. And then it would have been even. It would have been double the pain. Oh man, I deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I deserved it. Yeah. Oh god, that's an all-time top tick, though. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's funny. literally the top. Oh, it, won't, it will never go back to. Oh, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. That's very interesting. Well, there you go, guys. Any of the specs holders out there, you can fucking you can send send your shots my way. Send your shots my way. I've called it. Um. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Shit happens. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, <clears throat> so how um how are we feeling? When I say we, I mean you. Mm. How are you? How are you feeling? And you you can talk about numbers if you want here, um, but you don't have to. Yeah. You can maybe just say like you know green or red, whatever. Yeah. But how are you feeling after 12 months of? Intraday trading. Um, I think I made the best decision of my life. Put it that way. I won't say any. I won't mention numbers or anything. Um, and it's yeah. not even related to the numbers at all. Actually, I just think trading is something I enjoy doing. It's something I look forward to every time I wake up in the morning. 
Um, it's something I look forward to putting hours into in the afternoons after market close and stuff like that. Um, it, yeah, it fulfills those, like the mental challenge and stuff that I mentioned earlier that I wasn't really getting the satisfaction I wasn't really getting from my previous job. Yeah. Um, did you, did you, so one thing we talked about, I think maybe with Erwin and Josh was, you know, the, the idea, um, that, <clears throat> you know, kind of when we, when we were like in, in, in jobs, kind of like, you know, work at nine to five or whatever, we would like look forward to the weekend. Whereas like it's the inverse now with trading, we actually hate the weekend because we want it to be Monday again. Yeah, I actually, like, yeah, I mentioned. Have you felt? Sorry, yeah, I, 100% I feel that way. I mentioned this to Nick like two weeks ago. I don't look forward to the weekend at all. That I mean, that's mostly a lockdown related thing, but I do look forward to Mondays in a way that I hadn't looked forward to Mondays in my last 10 years of my life. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's, and that's pretty cool. That's pretty bloody cool. Yeah, 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 100%. I'm like, I'm, I'll, I'm going to sound real sappy, but like, yeah, I feel fulfilled like career wise in a way I hadn't feel, hadn't felt fulfilled before previously. So yeah, absolutely. yeah, very happy with the decision. Um, profit wise financially, like, yeah, it's fine. It's going to kind of the, what I expected. It's going like along a trajectory that I expected it to go to. Um, All right. So tell, so, so be real with us. How many millions? <laughs> how many millions? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, it's, he's, like, he's laughing about how many, Bro, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Billionaire Boys Club. <laughs> no, like, I'm also very like aware of the fact that we're in this like once in a lifetime bull market and yeah, yeah, things yeah. might arguably be a lot easier than they would be in a choppy sideways market. And we might experience that, you know, starting tomorrow for all I know. And things might get a lot harder. Totally. But totally. I can only speak on the last 12 months and the last 12 months have been like, yes, Pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. And I think, so to, to, to that point though, about the whole like kind of looking forward to Monday, someone, someone anonymous just mentioned this, but um, looking forward to Mondays is, is the aim of life. And that's, I, how you know, that's probably how you know you found your calling or like, yeah, 1000%. And this is, this is now like, like this, this concept is something that I've always like that I'd always been searching for. Like, and I think I spent my entire, like, you know, late teens, early twenties, mid twenties, late twenties, searching for this, something that I just genuinely like look forward to and like wanted to get up and go to and wanted to like, you know, even when it was shit, I, I still wanted to be there. And, you know, um, I, I think that that's the aim, like, you know, and if you're not, if you're not there right now, if you don't, if you don't kind of wake up Monday morning going, fuck yes then um, I think that's like life trying to tell you something like, oh, maybe, maybe you need to like have a look at this G Yeah. or, you know, or if, or if you're like, oh, I can't wait for the weekend because then I get to relax and, you know, take time away from work and stuff like that. And I'm, 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 I'm not knocking anyone that feels like that, but I just feel like if life is, if, if you feel like that, then I just feel like that's probably not the, um, you know, most efficient way to live your life because you're going to get to like 70 and then realize, Oh, all I did was look forward to weekends and I didn't get fulfilled by anything that I did. And it's just going to like, I don't know. I just feel like you're going to, you're going to get to a point where you might regret that. So I think you glossed over like a really important point there. Like even on the days when you have a really shit day and you get kicked in the teeth and you lose a lot of money, you're still super keen to wake up the next day and get back at it. Right. 
Dude, I, I like honestly, I've been, I've had, I've had such a challenging last five months. But every single night that I go to bed, I, I'm excited by the fact that tomorrow I get to try again. Like, I might fuck up tomorrow, but at least I get to try again. I, at least I get to like build on something. And um, that 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 idea and that that feeling and that thought has like really kept my engine going in the last five months. The fact that I just get to have another go tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think that's really important. Um, yeah, I think part of it, at least for me, part of it's the fact that you can never, or you know, you can never be perfect at this yeah. game. Like there's 100%. always room for improvement. Oh, I could have been bigger or I could have held longer or whatever it is. And I think that is, at least for me, is like the carrot at the end of the stick and I'm the, the donkey chasing it, like trying yeah. to be perfect, but it's never going to happen. But that's also yeah. like beautiful because it means that you're you know, constantly going to be driven and, and motivated. Yeah, you guys are my yeah. carrots, basically. There's a, lot, there's a competitive edge to it as well when you're surrounded by successful traders. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely good to be chasing someone yeah 100 um, percent. yeah you can go we're all, hard we're all chasing sin dude the billies <laughs> the billies cbc the billy boys <laughs> look at us plebs spelling million with an m so with an m <laughs> oh grantos if you're listening are you are you down with the billy boys if you know what i'm saying how's he going to respond to that sir <laughs> <laughs> he can't. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, Are we going to talk lithium yeah. stocks or what? What's that? Are we going to talk lithium stocks? Yeah. Oh, no. Just, just looking at this bingo sheet that I haven't. Lithium, lithium, lithium. <laughs> Done. I don't know. Um, Fuck, that took a few years off my life today. Oh, we ticked the COVID already... box at least. I'm just looking at the bingo yeah. thing. Beauty. I think we're going okay on it. I, I can't. I know that I've said IPA. I haven't heard Kara once. I haven't heard Kara not once. Yeah, she's been a good girl. She's gone to sleep. Give me a billy, eh? I, I, have, <laughs> I have cleaned a shit in the middle of this. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Multitasking. Multitasking. Legend. Um. Yeah. So, how many how many years off your life did it take you today, Fabio? Oh, I don't know. It was real like. I kind of came in, I was like, oh, you know, I didn't trade the last couple of days because I've been moving. I was like, I'll just take it real easy. Did uh, one trade reasonably well. I forget what it was now. And then I was like, well. yeah, that one. And um, then I'm like, oh, this Vulcan thing looks all right. Like the lithiums are pretty strong. And bought that out of the, um, the range rake at like 13.95. And it was just peacefully holding those for like almost two hours or an hour and a half. And then the dog woke up and I'm like, oh, Top yeah, I'm like, oh, maybe what I'll do is I'll Chromecast from my uh, trading station out into the living room and I'll just watch this like dream all day intro. Uh, <laughs> hold, like, I'll, I'll just sit on the couch and watch Vulcan go to like $15.50 over yeah. the next few hours and i'll play with the dog two birds one yeah. stone so yeah. I, I get the um the chromecast set up at like eleven fifty, and yeah. i'm like I smell something and i'm like oh fuck, i probably need to clean out her like little piss mat yeah so i go grab the piss mat take it into the shower clean the piss come back four minutes later 
Vulcans at 4.0, And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, it just <laughs> dropped like a stone in four minutes. And yeah. I was like, all right, nothing to do here but to get baggy and resume transmission. Yeah. Uh, wait for this thing to get to 1550. And, yeah, that didn't really work. And then I just got annoyed. And I, at the same time, I aped into um, lake resources at, like, 59 cents. Yeah. And that was looking good. And it kind of met a similar fate. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, Nick. Frustrating. I just want a, a, yeah. glimpse into the, a glimpse into the beautiful mind here. So when you're buying lake, are you looking for, like, a leader? Are you looking for, like, a, a lagger in the sector? What's your, what's your thesis so, there? In my head, I'm like, oh, Lake and LTR kind of, like, had similar moves. They both also start with L. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I don't know, like, that, that's a joke. But um, I, I sort of told them that, like, uh, I put them as comps and, like, uh, LTR went. Yeah. And Lake was kind of lagging. I'm like, oh, maybe there's a bit of, like, overhang for people that bought this, like, bonus option issue. Yep. And they're trying to sell um, their heads or whatever, but I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe that will, that will clear. All the other lithium names were strong, and I thought that this thing could, like, you know, put in a decent move. And it looked good for a bit. There was buying there. So I was like, oh, I'll just jump into this as a swing. And, um, yeah, now I'm a baggy. Now I'm an investor. Now I'm a long-term <laughs> investor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, I like your thesis there, though. They both start with L. Um, that's it. But I mean, I like, I like to say I like the actual thesis as well. I mean, it's a strong sector and it's a stock that isn't a good yeah, so technical most, setup. Most of, yeah, most of the other names were like plus five or six. So I figured I was kind of getting a free look there so what when, was, was, when Lake was up like plus 1.7 or just under two. Um, and then, yeah, the free look became an expensive one. Why did my why did my Nevonics not work then? What well, uh, I don't know. You have to ask them. <laughs> yeah, I had the same. I had the same. Uh, to me, it was I kind of think Vulcan and Nevonics similarly. That's like, like fair. Yeah. Well, one is and, a and then battery stock. One's a lithium stock, right? Not that I know the difference, to be honest, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. But I just kind of think, think the, in the my stock... in my brain they just sit in the same place. I don't think Magnus. There's... The stonkability potential is similar. So, like, you know, you could get a plus 20 day in Vulcan and you can probably get a plus 20 day in Nevonics without too much effort. Yeah, um, and so when I saw, when I saw like, Vulcan up, like, 5 or 6% at that time and kind of holding highs and then Nevonics kind of puking, I was like, I am so smart right now. I'm going to buy this. It's going to swing back through VWAP. Um, yeah, and, I, and if I'd have had a big screen TV, I probably would have done the same thing. So what you're telling me, if I'm reading you right, is you top-ticked lithium today by buying the box. <laughs> it seems like I'm top-ticking a lot of things these days based on based on some of the com- comments I've seen. Someone, someone stitched us up at about 11.30 a.m. to 12, 12 p.m. Yeah. Something yeah, went wrong. Me. But to your point, Sav, I've, I've done that so many times. There's been so many days when gold is up 3% and there's just some random... Dog shit gold stock, like a, which is down, yeah, and you yeah. just think, yeah, this is wrong. Like, this will go up, yeah, and yeah. it yeah, just yeah, doesn't yeah. go up. It just doesn't work like that. And what do we say, guys? The market is never wrong. <laughs> and the trend is your friend. Yeah, that's it. All right, um, moving uh, right along. Um, so 
So, no, what do you think, uh, what do you feel like or think are some of the biggest adjustments or lessons learned from your first 12 months in the trenches as a full-time degenerate? Uh, biggest lesson, no argument. It's a, it's, this game is so like mental slash psychological. Like I came, right. I came in in August last year thinking I had to pick up all these like technical tricks and, you know, there's all these, right. there's all these things that you and Nick know that are really like really quick, quick witted about like these little auction trades and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I, personally, I feel like it's just such a mental and psychological thing. Like how patient you can be with trades, how persistent yeah. you can be if a couple coin flips go against you, even though you know they were the right trade to make. Can yeah. can you be persistent? Can you be consistent through a drawdown without you know, without style drift and trying to do all these random other shit trades to try and dig yourself out of a big hole in one trade? Um, yeah. Your ability to sit on your hands when there's nothing going on. Shout out to Chris Grant, who's like the godfather of doing that. Um, I'm still working on that personally, but I think that's like a huge skill to have. Um, we we just call him Zen Master. The Zen Master, yeah. We yeah. His ability to not make a trade on any given day is just like I wish I had that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I've listed everything that I said, but yeah, like just the psychological side of things, just being consistent in your strategy and being persistent when it doesn't work, and like you know trying to avoid these style drift type things. Like I like style drift. That's a that's a cool term. Uh, yeah, because it's something. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a t- term that I coined it. I think it's a common term, but it's something that I've like I've. I, unfortunately dabbled with, you know, you get into like a little bit of a drawdown for a couple of weeks and you yeah. see this trade that might, might net you a big win, but more than likely 80% of the time, it's just going to be another loss, but you try it anyway, yeah. because you're just trying to dig, you're trying to hit a home run to get out of this hole. Yeah. And it's just not, yeah. it's not the right play. And I, I've learned that the hard way. Um, yeah. A lot of smart cookies probably just can, can jump into trading and just know that right off the bat, but I had to learn it through experience. Um, I, I think a, a, a similar uh, kind of similar thing would happen when I'd be playing poker. I'd be like, you know, you'd, you'd start the session kind of thinking, all right, well, I'm only going to play like this range of hands and I'm only going to play from X, Y, Z position. And then you couple, you couple, couple bad beats and all of a sudden you start limping in under the gun. You start limping in with like, you know, six, seven suited. You start like calling, uh, you start calling like three bets out of position with like, yeah, ten nine off suit and shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear, I, I hear you. I think a lot of it is like just you know recognizing when you're doing it because like everyone does it. Yeah, and it's you know the success factor in it is like how quickly you can say, "Hang on, I'm being a fuckwit," or "Hang on, like I'm not, you know, this is not my edge," and then quickly like going back to what has made you money. So it's your ability yeah. to like, you know, fall back in line. Yeah. Um, that probably determines your success. Yeah. 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 I think Nick, Nick's mentioned that to me a couple of times before, like when things aren't working, just go back to what does work. And, and do you, what, what, um, how do you feel like you've managed that part of it? Like in terms of trying to negate the style drift? Uh, I'll be honest. Like, I think I struggled with it for the first I think I've struggled with it until just recently, to be honest. Like it's, I have a tendency to meddle with my trades and tinker and try different things. Um, probably it's that, you know, the, 
being a like, being a degenerate gambler is a double edged sword, I guess. Um, but I tend to tinkle with things, and I've tried different things. Like I'll try different trades that, and then find out the hardware that those trades don't work. Um, but you kind of you kind of have to do that, right, to progress. Personally, like... I think yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to have done it my way than to have just found one thing that works and never tried anything else. Personally, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to think of a succinct way to say it, but like it's if you can manage your risk appropriately while trying different things. It's, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world, personally, yeah, to find out what yeah, works yeah, for you yeah. personally. Um, I think. Yeah. Sorry, I think the like the key thing is if you have something that works, like, and you can, it's repeatable, and you can keep going to that cookie jar, and you you keep doing that because that's just like your baseline level of income, and then you know you start trying stuff on the side, figure out what works. That's fine, but it's just making sure that you know that that like. You, you know, you know where you're, um, you know where you're gonna eat, kind of thing. The bread and butter. And for me, yeah, for me, yeah. early on, like that was the, the match trade. That was like giving me runway or buying me time to, you know, try other more adventurous stuff like mean reverting or, yeah, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's just yeah the ability to then go, hang on, hang on, like that's not my core competency. This is now that I'm that's not working. I need to go back to this. And stabilize the ship, and yeah, the quicker you, you can do that, the better. And I think I think going to going away from that core competency, with the awareness that all right, maybe the size has got to be smaller. Maybe I, I, I can't. Uh, maybe I just need to be more short term with it in terms of um, uh, not not kind of like letting it run because I I don't really have the edge here yet. Yeah, for me, like for me personally, that bread and butter trade was just a base breakout trade. I'm just hopefully hoping to add some value to whoever's listened to this. There might be a Go position trader. Um, but for me, add that value. for me, that was just like a, just trying to find a base in an uptrending stock in a sector that had tailwinds. Um, have you got an example? Have I got an example? Uh, SHV, I'd say, had a nice yeah. little base around $8 over the last month, and I think it's taken off. I actually don't know what it did today, to be honest, so I might be talking out of my ass here. Um, off the top of my head, what else had decent little bases? I think GNC posted a little nice little earnings base after their report recently. Just, just something in an uptrending stock in a, in a strong sector that's based for, you know, a month. Um, yeah, SHB had a really good day. Around $8, right, that base? Oh, it's up to, yeah, 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 finished at uh, 888 Oh, there you go. And that's another example of me uh, choking off a trade earlier than I needed to because I've got that scalping mentality mixing into my position trades but like things like that just like little bases and uptrending stocks that's if you're trying to your bread and butter if you're looking for yeah if you're a swing trader looking for breakout trades in a market like this when there's always you know 150 out of the two asx 200 stocks going up every day it seems like recently um you're going to find something that works in that criteria um so that's always been my bread and butter if i if, if things if i start to get out of my my warehouse a little bit. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Just, just uh, kind of simplify it. Exactly. Yeah. And what, what, are, what are some of the things that you've kind of tested or, um, you know, dabbled in um, over the like as you've kind of as you've kind of tried to expand your playbook a little bit? Oh, you're you're gonna make me sound so degenerate. I've tried so many things. Um, any uh, any reverse we- sweeps? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I have got trick shots galore. Oh, I love that. Over, over backward point. Mate, I've got the old, like, uh, a, few of the, a few of the boys listening to this will be very familiar with the old, the 330 Dalian iron ore trade. Uh, you try to front run an iron ore move or what else have we got? February, January, February last year is when we had the big market melt up, was it, I think? Um, and I was testing all sorts of gap up theories, you know, like uh, Zip. A couple of them worked to my, to my defense, in my defense. You know, Zip had this big announcement, I think it might have been February last year, and then it gapped up 15% the next morning. Um, you just try and take a position, take, make an opinion on where the retail money is going to be positioned the next morning and try and make a guess on where the gap is going to be. Or the other one I've, the other one I've tried a few times is during earnings season, just trying to guess where the, well, not trying to guess, but trying to make an assessment. A lot of guessing going on. Well, that's what, I'm going to sound like the biggest punter, but that's a lot of what, that's a lot of what I do. Um, yeah. It's a, it's guessing with managed risk though. To, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, fair enough. Um, but you're trying to make an like during earnings season, you're trying to assess where all the big research houses like UBS and Macquarie and Morgan Stanley where they sit on the stock and their earnings report comes out and you try to figure out what their opinion is going to be, what kind of adjustments they're going to make to their price targets, what they're going to say to their clients, their insto clients about the stock. Is the insto client going to try and make a big move in either direction, up or down? <laughs> Your advantage as an individual trader is that you can make that move in an instant, where these guys might take days to make their to make their trade. So you can kind of front run, yeah. kind of front run that. Um, yeah, yeah, little things like that. I've I've tried. Um, it's trial and error, to put it bluntly. Like I'm not going to sit here and say I'm some kind of quant slash system trader with like a foolproof system. It's it's a lot of feel. Yeah. It's a lot of trial and error. Um, a lot of yeah. a lot of things don't work, and you just got to be okay with that. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, Sindhu. Um, last question, and then we'll jump into some uh, some uh, user generated content. Um, future plans in terms of uh, where do you see kind of the next twelve months of your trading going, and you know, kind of. I know. I think I know the answer to this one already, but kind of touch on as well. Do you ever see yourself going back? Hell no. And I apologize mm-hmm. to any of my past workmates that <laughs> might be lawyers. might be listening yeah. to this because I know there's probably a few of them listening. Um, no, I'm yeah. not going back. I'm not fucking leaving. Um, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm fucking leaving. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm in this for the long haul. Um, I've tw- I've traded these twelve months like a learning. A learning experience. Um, I've been lucky enough to be profitable over the 12 months, which is really nice, and I don't take that for granted. Um, yeah. My objective is to get to a point where I'm comfortable that and confident that I can be profitable in any market condition. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned before, like we're really lucky, but it's not we. I'm I'm very lucky that we've been that I'm a, like a very long biased trader, and we've been in a very friendly environment for a long bias trader. And I don't take that for granted and I'm not under any disillusions about the fact that that's helped a lot. Um, And each day I pretty much just kind of focus on improving as a trader, improving my skills, improving my mental game, the psychological edge, um, getting myself to a position where I'm confident and comfortable that I, you know, I can make money in any environment. Um, That might be a Mike Bellafiori, quote actually i'm not sure if i don't think i came up with that myself 
But yep. that's how I see the next 12 months playing out. Um, whether we're in a, another 12 months of market melt-up or whether we go sideways or whether we get another COVID crash or whatever it is, if I can be green and I can look back and say I've learned something and I've gained something and I've progressed as a trader, that's yeah, that's enough for me. Um, yeah. Like I said before, personally, like this, I have a passion for it. I enjoy it. Um, I'd probably pay to do it, to be honest. Like I, I'm not really, yeah, I'm not too stressed about you know trying to trying to match Nick's PNL, which is stratospheric. Um, yeah. yeah, that's obviously a goal, but I do it because I enjoy it, and hopefully I can get better and get to a point where I am putting up those kind of stratospheric numbers, and that'll be something to be proud yeah. of. Yep, I think beautiful. Um, yeah, like cross-section in the last 12 months like if you're able to be profitable in like april may june this year like i think that's you've gone a long way to um to being profitable in any market because it was pretty that was pretty tough it was choppy yeah it was choppy you're right um it wasn't just a dreamy 12 months um yeah but yeah Yeah, and especially especially with the adjustment you you would have had to make right because you had like december jan feb march where it was just like, you know, the dog could have made money. Um, exactly. And then, and then having to make that adjustment to like a slower market and then not blowing up. Like I think that. Yeah, and that, I think that's probably key. I think that's what that skill that I was talking about that Chris has that I don't have yet, but I will have soon. The ability to sit on your hands when there's nothing there for you. Um, then master Chris. You can just you know you can just you don't have I don't have to hit home runs every day, right? You can sit on your hands a couple of days and then Monday through Thursday, nothing happens. Friday, there's a big, there's a big opportunity there. That's kind of the mindset I want to gravitate towards over the next 12 months. Just being able to wait for that big opportunity and then absolutely smoke it when it's there. And I think that's something that you and Nick are actually really good at. You guys smoke those big opportunities when they're there. So that's a goal. That, that took me like, I'm going to say it wasn't until COVID that I learned to do that. So I reckon it took me a full five years to be able to like chill out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, invaluable that skill though, right? Because you know, instead of chopping up money Monday through Thursday, you just you might be flat. Yeah, you're like sniffing for the the big exactly trade. Exactly. Yeah, it's just having faith that that, that catalyst is around the corner. Or that that yeah. opportunity is around the that's corner. A, that's a thing. You kind of like as soon as it chills out for a little bit, or you you feel like oh. Like oh it's done here. That's when you start pushing because you don't you don't think that that next thing is going to come. But it's always right. It's always fucking right around. It's the always corner. right around the corner. A, it's always right around. It's the often corner. that afternoon if you blow up at ten a.m. on a Monday. <laughs> yeah. What do you know? Two p.m. This yeah. announcement. There'll be like a fucking or breaking you know, news trade. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or an IPO like PFE or KNI or something like that will just go ballistic, and you'll be like, oh, I'm out of the hole. And all you have to do is fucking wait. I actually have, yeah, that, I think PFE is actually a perfect example because I'm pretty sure I was in the red that day until that IPO. <laughs> yeah. So there's been so yeah. many days where, like, um, you know, the Motley Fool thing uh, is due at, like, 12 p.m. And I just get into a world of pain in the first hour and then I'm like, ah, I hope this Motley Fool recommendation <laughs> is going to get me back into the green. And, yeah. you know, sure That's enough, good. it gets me close. But, like, it's just like, fuck, if I just be more patient. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Beauty. All right, boys. I think we'll uh, I think we'll open it up for a little bit of question time. So, if anyone out there 
is interested in asking uh, either Sindhu, Nick, or myself questions, um, feel free to jump on and request now. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into it. Uh, so we've got Jace. Jace is going to come on and ask a question. Jace, Daddy, talk to me. How can we help? Hey, fellas, can you hear me? Gotcha. Loud and clear. Hey, mate. Um, so my question, I guess, is more to the Sindhu. I actually trade exactly like him. I use the yep. Iris ladder and I swing and intra as well. So you're making <laughs> billies as well. <laughs> Get it, Jace. No, 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 no. I know I the limitation of... Can I can... Dad, we can hear I can hear everyone. I can't hear Jace. Hang on, I'll leave and come back. Yeah, all good. Uh, Hopefully the question's not for me. It's not. <laughs> so, no, it's not. Go, okay, cool. go Jace, ask, so ask your question. Yeah, my question is more around the swing and intro bit. Like, I'm doing swing and intro as well, and um, is there a style that you're leaning towards more? Or uh, which, in, in, specifically? In the next which... 12 months, yeah, in the next 12 months, do you actually have a style you prefer more? You actually want to become more of an intraday trader? Like, what's your view? Uh, I'm not going to... I don't plan on changing that too much unless... So, if things get... I kind of... I want to be able to... I want to be flexible and adjust to the market conditions. So, as you'd know, because you mentioned that you're doing the swing trading stuff as well. If we get into a a market condition... If we get into a market that starts to get really choppy and there's, there's gaps every morning, that's really not friendly or conducive to swing trading. Um, like, you know, March, February, March, April in 2020 were probably really good examples when there's just stocks are gapping up or down 3% every day and you don't know which direction it's going to be and you're gambling. Um, I think those are the periods where it's really good to be a civilian or a fabo because those guys are scalpers. They're coming in flat every morning. They can take advantage of the gaps in either direction, whereas someone like me who's stuck in overnight positions, that mor- those mornings when there's big caps – you're just your mental capital is drained, and all your time is dedicated to cleaning out all those positions or just ma- managing those positions. Um, so I will follow what the market does, where it leads me. Um, if we're in like a really low volatility trending market, I will continue to keep trending posi- like trend trade positions on and breakout positions on. If we revert to a really choppy really choppy um, and a gappy market, I'll kind of revert to the, the scalping and the intraday stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 that makes sense, mate. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah crazy timing because Chase and I actually had a discussion on this uh, this morning. Yeah. Last night on swing and intra. And it, I, I, I think it's a great time to be. Like, I think it's a good, like, I couldn't imagine a better time to be a swing trader personally. I mean, we've got a market that's just going up in a straight line. Like, it's just, yeah, I think it's a great time to be dabbling in those types of trades, personally. But that's coming from someone who's been doing this for 12 months. Yep, cool. No, thanks, man. All good. Can you guys hear me? Oh, Dazaton, yeah, how mate. you going, G? How you going, mate? I have a couple of questions. Uh, first question is, um, 
when do you guys expect the market crash to happen soon? And my second question is, uh, do you guys have a purpose in life? What's your purpose in life? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> That's all yours, yeah, I'll go, I'll go first. Do I, 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 I'm not going to answer the first one because I've got absolutely no idea. Um, does that? Unfortunately, I've got no idea. Um, the second one, however, I can answer. The second one to me is a really important question. And it's probably more important than, um, than, you know, the first one even. Um, and it's not as simple as like a 50 cent get rich, die trying kind of scenario. It's, it's more about like, um, you know, I, I, one thing I like to think about is the uh, funeral test. Right, does it? I like to think sure. about the funeral funeral test. So, like, when I die, how many people are going to be at my funeral, and how many people are going to say positive things about me? Right? How many people did I touch? How many people did I influence? How much uh, generosity did I spread? How much good did I bring to the world? So, in terms of purpose in life, I have always felt, you know, since, since I was actually quite young, that that I was here to kind of like um make the, make the world a better place than what I found it in. And so um with everything that I do, it's all you know, I feel like I want to like enter a room and leave with people smiling. Leave with people kind of like, you know, feeling good about themselves. So everything that I do in my life is kind of yeah, I mean, sorry, not everything. There's obviously some selfish kind of like things that I do and, you know, some stuff that I prioritize myself over others. But the majority of stuff that I do, um, I want to leave people enriched, um, make make sure they feel valued, make sure they're leaving with something positive. So, yeah, that's that's kind of – I know that's – I don't know if that necessarily answers the question, but to me that's that's what my purpose in life, I feel like it is. Um, through, through, through this kind of stuff like public speaking, through the, through the content I create, through the music I make, through my general interactions, like every time that I like see someone like on a walk or at the dog park or, you know, walk into a cafe or whatever, like I'm always trying to like leave um, that place or that person better than I found them kind of thing. Well said. Yeah. What was the first question? Um, when's the, when's the market crash coming or if there is a market crash? Uh, I mean, I don't think central banks are going to let that happen anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, it's probably it's, but, we've already seen it. It's probably not coming. But I mean, I don't know if you heard about this super potent variant of COVID in South Africa. No, nah. just saying. Is there a thing? Just saying. And no, that's a thing. I'm not talking uh, shit. I've never, I've not heard of it. Um, Jay Powerberg got that money printer going. Brrr- <laughs> uh, so Dazaton, does that does that help, G? I, I'm sorry, we can't answer the first question. Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully that shines a little bit of light for you. Yeah, no, that's a great answer to your purpose. So if it works for you, then yeah, go for it. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, that was super deep, so yeah, I appreciate that answer as well. Thank you, thank you, Sindhu. Thank you, Desaton. All right, have a lovely weekend, Desa. Thanks, mate. You too. All right, who we got next? We got our spade, spade of aces. I like that. You know me, poker player and all. Spade of Aces, talk to me, baby. Go for it. Two, two questions. So when you 
looking for a, like a bullish trend or whatever, do you buy on the support on the baseline or do you buy the breakout? And then also how do you deal with a, like a back test? Um, do you set like a uh, stop loss just below when it back tests on the breakout or do you um, do you sell as soon as you start seeing it's going gonna, it's gonna to taper off? Yeah, uh, two ways I would play it personally. There's like there's one way you can play it, which is you can buy as close as possible to the level where you know that you're wrong. So support, in other words, um, you might see a stock pull back to level you know two dollars oh one, and you know that the trade is the trade is a fail at a dollar ninety nine. So you can buy it there. Um, the other option, and then your your stop is obviously your stop is a dollar ninety nine. The other option is you might the breakout level might be two dollars oh Two dollars oh two oh five. Um, that might be the previous high that's tested. It's pulled back. Volumes come in. It's lifted on higher volume than it did when it pulled back. Um, this is and then this is where having some kind of knowledge of the the order book plays into it. You might see that the the, the offers at two dollars oh six and oh seven oh eight. It's all stale money. There aren't fresh sellers like lining up ready to smack their shares out. Um, you might prefer to buy there. Um, if I'm buying there, my stops are super tight because if I'm wrong, it's going to go all the way back down below two dollars. Um, if I'm buying at dollar, if I'm buying at two dollars, my stops are the same either way. So yeah, it's 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 a swing trade or a breakout trade for me basically. If I'm if I'm buying at support, it's a swing trade and I'm, my stop is my stop. And if it's a momentum trade, I'm buying at the high and I'm giving it like two ticks tops. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't grab the second part of your question. No, that was pretty – yeah, hit it pretty much, um, both of them, with um, the swing trade buying on the support and then, yeah, on the breakout, you, you keep your stops yeah. tight. No, cheers for that. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, so long as you – I think as, I think as long as you know that your upside is – you know, your upside to your downside is two to one, as they say in the, in the textbooks and as they say on SMB Capital and all that and everything else. I think you're all right. It's just a matter of executing it and sticking sticking to your stops, sticking to your rules and not changing just because, you know, you're down a little bit of money and you don't want to take the loss or anything like that. I think you should be fine. Yeah, sweet. Cheers, mate. I appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Awesome, Spade. Have all a good, good weekend, mate. You too, mate. Enjoy. Cheers. All right. Um, all right, we've got Rob, Rob Wynn up next with a little question. Rob, talk to us. Rob, you're live on Trading Spaces. <laughs> Rob is muted. Rob, you're muted, G. Rob. All right, we're good. Here he comes. No, here he comes. Is he coming? Uh, well, I saw the mute sign go away. At a speaker. All right, we'll try him one more time. And... There you go. Rob, you're in. Rob, talk to us. So, Sindhu, thanks for um, obviously giving up your time and, and talking a little bit about your uh, your background. I found it um, really interesting. So, thank, thanks for that. Um, my question is... You're welcome. I, uh, I do a lot of intra in uh, the US session, being here in Perth, so I know all too well about reading ladder. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I obviously for swinging is uh, on the ASX. So I do find Spark quite refreshing in terms of looking at the histogram. You talk about age um, of orders and so forth, and obviously there's some options there that you've got in Spark. 
for you know how what sort of age you're looking to set it on so but for you what's your sort of preference on on what you want to sort of see as being you know stale and and, and fresh yeah uh, i'll get nick to speak on this as well but i'll have my say first uh personally so if i want to see a breakout happen in the morning i don't want to see any if i'm and i'm talking from the long side here i don't want to see any or minimal offers from that day so you're looking at a stock that's at 52-week highs. Um, pre preferably, all the liquidity on the offer is stale. And when I say stale, I mean from the previous day or ideally from previous weeks. Um, if you get into a stock which might be breaking out intraday, I might switch it to just like a two-hour order age, like just offers that were there pre-market. Um, but essentially, like... There's no, there's no hard and fast rule to it. Essentially, what I'm looking for is just to make sure that there isn't some massive seller just waiting there, waiting for guys to buy into this breakout that they can just land their shares on or they can just sit there and sell all their shares into. Um, breakouts usually work when there's less supply. Obviously, it's kind of intuitive. Um, and, you know, order age is just kind of another tool that you can use to identify if there is supply or not. Um, and obviously, as we, you know, Sellers are getting more sophisticated these days. They're hiding in center point. They might just whack bids. They might take liquidity instead of making it. But to break it down as basic as possible, I'm just looking for orders, offers that aren't there fresh that morning or that day. Um, and, you know, you're looking for a stock to break into some fresh air, fresh air, clear air. And, uh, yeah, ideally demand just overpowers supply on that particular day and there's just no, there's no offers there. And then, you know. Off you go. Perfect. Cheers. Easy. Nick, did you want to speak on that as well? Because I know you have clearer thoughts on order age than I do. Uh, I kind of missed the front end of that question, unfortunately. Um, I'd... Oh, the question was just yeah. like, what do you look for? In, what do you look for in order age when you're trying to make like a breakout trade? Uh, what sort of time frame? Like, just I, I, I'm assuming on like on a daily time frame, but just not any breakout trade. I yeah, suppose. I think. Heard what you said. Pretty much, like the more stale the offer, for example, if you're long, then the better that is because you got you know less people actively trying to sell. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, for that kind of stuff, for long term stuff, I don't really pay that much attention to what's like the order age. Um, I only pay attention to that if I'm like scalping. And, and for that, Nick, what sort of setting would you have for Spark just as, as a preference for you? Oh, I always have like a one-day um, order yeah. edge for both, yeah. Thanks, guys. Beauty. Thanks, Rob. Have a great weekend, Mac. Yeah, you too, guys. All right, guys. We'll, we'll do these last two questions and then we'll bugger off because Parramatta's playing soon and, and I, need to, I need to see them beat Penrith. Um, before they go on to win the premiership this year. Um, so, I'm also on 8% battery and 4% on my AirPods. So yeah. All right. We'll, we'll do these last two questions from DJ and Cord, and then we'll, and then we'll get out of here. So, DJ, Dolphner. Yeah, got you, mate. How are you? Very, very good. Um. Look, I'm quite new to trading, so I just wanted to ask a couple of questions that you guys might have experienced in the past. And if they're dumb, just tell me that they're dumb. Beautiful. Um, um, so the first one is, look, I've started, I started 
really looking into stuff a little while ago in just you know things like Vulcan Energy Resources, Zippy, Afterpay, you know the stuff that people are hyped on, and that's what really attracted me to it. Um, I'm a bit of a gambler myself, anyway, so I like that. So that's what I thought. You know, you're, you're among you're amongst friends here. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. To, <laughs> good to see. It. So I mean, I mean, when I first got into Zip, and it was like fucking two bucks or something, and then I pulled out at twelve bucks, and I was like, wow, this is so easy, right? And then I did the same thing with Afterpay, and I got absolutely chopped after that. I'm like, fuck, I've lost most of my money now. So, anyways. Um, but what I saw is a potential to make money. Now I've got a young family and stuff like that as well. Um, mm-hmm. And and as I was looking into it, and I started doing a bit more research into, um, you know, lithium stocks, um, things that might, things that will take off in the future. You know, given the global energy um, position that we're in, climate change, et cetera, et cetera. So I put in a chunk in bulk energy resources, and and it's it's become pretty good from there. Um, so my thing is a couple of ones. One is um, which industries or which areas or which commodities or which trades do you see, um, you know, doing well in the next 20, 12 to 24 months? And the other thing is for somebody like me who's just started off, I only have a CompSec account. Is something like that good enough to start and start getting your hands into things? Uh, can I answer the sure. second question? Uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> um, I think CompSec yeah. is fine. If you if you make the right trades and you hold on to them for long enough, you know your brokerage you're paying thirty dollars yeah. each way. It's if you hold a stock for six months, you can you that's more than enough. Um, I still use Comsec yeah. myself yeah. personally, so I have absolutely no issues with anyone yeah, using so. Comsec. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to speak on the first question. That sounds like a bit of a fundamental question, which I'm not equipped to answer because yeah. I follow yeah. charts. Yeah. So if a stock, if a commodity chart goes up, then yes, yeah. I'm bullish. If a commodity chart goes down, then and, no. And where do, you, where do you look at your commodity charts? Which which areas do you look at? I mean, what are you looking at? Because I, I follow the newspapers. I follow global trends. I look at the U.S. stock exchange, so on and so forth, just to get an idea for the next day's trade. Because I've only just started delving yeah. into the day trading side of things. And I'm only doing it like a couple of hours in the morning before I start work. Um, you know, and um, just, just along those lines, just to get my hands into things and just to see. Because, I mean, like you said, I mean, um, in your conversations earlier, it was really good uh, that, you know, um, I, I sort of, I mean, I enjoy gambling and I enjoy golf and things like that, right? And it, doing this, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of work sitting in front of the computer, but it also allows you to do the things that you want to do uh, rather yeah. than having to go and work for somebody else. Essentially, you're doing stuff for yourself. You know, it's your own business. So, um, so that's what, I mean, where are you getting most of your information from and making your decisions for the next day's trades? So, um, DJ... I think so. We kind of one of the main tools that we use is Spark. Okay. Uh, it's a charting, it's a charting and uh, depth kind of uh, software where yeah. you can kind of um, yeah you can you can kind of like look up your charts. You can look at the um, depth of any particular stock. You can uh, it has an ASX news feed that plugs into it. You can get um, you can put together watch lists and smart lists of um, different sectors and different kind of um, trends that you want to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you, you can basically like monitor all this, um, monitor all this stuff and more. Like it's a really, really powerful tool. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's that's probably the main one, I would say. Like, um, so, you know, but all... is it just an app? I mean, is it just a website that you create a login to or something like that? Um, so it's a, yeah, you kind of like, it's a bit of software that you, pay for and download yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah so it's yeah it's something um i don't know if i might be able to uh, link you to the website um after this if you like i might just add yeah. something 
because Deja did mention commodities. Um, you can literally um, just go to your internet browser, type in like investing.com. Yeah. Um, you can just track your commodity prices okay. through there. Okay. Yeah. Keep it keep it simple. You don't have to go. You don't have to dig through. No, exactly. Deep, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm just starting stuff, out. Yeah. You know, so. Um, it's not like I'm playing with a million dollars a day sort of a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, no. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just, I just oh, want yeah. to start learning, learning, learning uh, as yeah. much as I can. I don't need to uh, talk big boy stories, you know? Uh, yeah, but yeah. No, no, thanks. Thanks a lot for your help, uh, Sullivan. I'll I'll reach out to you as well. I listened to one of your songs, man. It's not too bad at all. Um, um, yeah, but, yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's like um, there's a there's a UK singer, man. So, I mean, not a singer, but a rapper, rap artist who does very similar stuff to you. Um, he got he got stabbed in his head. Um, don't I hope you don't get stabbed in your head. But um, oh jeez, yeah, I, 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 I don't Doctor Green or something. Doctor I don't think I'd fare well with a stab to the head. Nah, Doctor Green or something. I um, remember that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look him up. Yeah, he's pre- yeah, he's good, man. He's pretty good. Now all yeah, the best, guys. It. Thanks again. Appreciate um, it, DJ. Have but, a great weekend, brother. Yeah, you too, mate. Mate, if you don't mind, I'll reach out to you some stage just to learn a few more things, if that's alright. Go for it. DMs always. All right. Open. All right. Cheers, buddy. Thanks a lot. Yeah, mate. Bye. All right. Um, all right, guys, we're just going to go with um, Cord. Let's go one more. Let's go one more. Hopefully, it's not just the gold question. Cord or Colette, if it's just a gold question, like we don't know. No fundamental question. Cord, is it the gold question? Uh, no, I was, I was going to ask because um, you guys like uh, survived through the crash. Just wondering, like, during the downturn market, because like me, I'm always do the swing trade, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically long, which yeah. is not possible during a crash. What do you guys prepare for? How do you prepare for yourself for that one? Um, that's on you, Sindhu. So how do you how do you prepare yourself for a bull, a bear yeah. market? Like when well, basically well, like okay, when so... you know, okay, this is out 100% cash. When do you know like, okay, this is is a comeback now, so it's gonna to have to go full hundred percent um holding. Sorry, so you're so in this scenario you're already in cash and you're trying to figure out when to go back into the market? Uh so in this scenario just saying like now you're at a peak and then how how yep. what kind of signal that tell you, okay, um it's you have to go hundred percent in cash now. Oh, what's the signal to go yeah. to yeah. cash? Oh mate. If I knew it, I wouldn't be on this podcast. I'd be sitting on a beach <laughs> yeah. somewhere. I'd be rich. Yeah. No one knows that. No one knows this kind of stuff. So you got to have stops. That's why you got to use stops. Um, some people use trailing yeah. stops. Um, I don't know. Some people might claim that they can have a signal that tells them where the top is, but no one knows. No one knows. Like, yeah. yeah. Run the way I'm the way I'm approached. I have approached the last twelve months, and the way I'll approach the next twelve months is we're in an uptrend until we're not. Yeah. Um, and and when we're not. I'll be, I'll get, I'll probably cop a loss on some open positions, but I'll, I'll get the fuck out and I'll sit on the sidelines and I'll reassess. But there's, yeah, don't put pressure on yourself to identify where the top tick in the market is because you're not going, you're not going to find it. And if you do, it's luck, it's not yeah. skill. Well said. Um, so just run, yeah, we're like, just recognize that the market's in like a really strong yeah. uptrend. Ride the trend. When a trend is no longer a trend, get the fuck out and then reassess. How about the, how about um, the bottom? When do you know when to get in? How about the what? Sorry, yeah. the bottom. It's a similar thing, I'd say. It's a similar thing. I think you can. I think you can piece. Yourself. I would never. Put, like, I've, personally, I've only seen one massive bear market, and that was the same one that we've all seen, which was last the COVID yeah, crash. Um, I lived through like 2018, and then 2018. You remember yep. that one towards Christmas? 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that that, that was, wasn't that bad. Like it was a pullback, right? Pullback. It was more yeah. of a pullback, right? Yeah. Um, but w- with regard to like COVID, the thing is, you you might have thought that you know the ASX two hundred at six thousand was the bottom, and then it went to five thousand, and then it went to you know forty five thousand. I think I don't know what the actual low yeah. was. So if you if you try to like pick the bottom, you're just going to get run over more often than not. Um, I think something that I don't know if he's still on Twitter. That Rolly Trader guy, the, the guys who run Suvi, which is a really great site, um, those those guys preach that you just you you like dip your toes in the water with certain yep. stocks, certain leading stocks, um, and then as the market gets stronger, you will find that those certain leading stocks, the list of them gets longer and longer. Yeah. So I think during COVID, I think like Chorus C and U was like the first stock to bounce. Like a few stocks bounced first. And then, you know, before you knew what, a month later, there was a, a bunch of stocks that were bouncing. And that's how you kind of know that, you know, this is the, end. the market's yeah. getting a little bit yep. stronger. Yeah. Um, I think, so you go stock by stock. I don't think you can make, I don't think you can take an opinion and say, look, this is the market bottom. Like that's, that's way too much pressure <laughs> to put on yourself. And it, it's, it's such a hard, it's such a small, like, yeah, it's just such a small bullseye. Yeah, gotcha. So I think you just go, I think you just go by stock by stock, trying to find the leading stocks and then, you know, work your way into those. Beauty. Anyway. Awesome, bro. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. Thank you. All right, guys. We're going to – I think we're going to pull the pin there. Sorry if we didn't get to anyone who um, wanted to ask a question. Um, make sure you remember them. We'll um, we'll try and jump on Trading Spaces again next week and we can ask the questions there. Or alternatively, feel free to DM myself. Cindy, are you, are you open to people asking you questions in the DM? Yeah, 100%. so if anyone wants to – um, you know, follow Sindhu and ask him, ask him questions. Feel free to jump in there. Um, Sindhu, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, thank you for taking the plunge. It's actually been really fun. Thank you, Yusuf. I hope you enjoy watching the Eels get absolutely bent oh, yeah. over. That's it, man. I'm fucking, I've had enough of you already. I've had enough of you already. Mate, you've got a third string Parramatta side going up against a full string Parramatta side. How's that going to work? If we, if we show any amount of heart or character, I don't care what the score is. Like, can I put you on the record? Can I can I put you on the record as someone who tweets uh, Eels premieres every yeah, weekend? Hundred percent. Where Where do you see the Eels season ending this year? <laughs> realistically, you're on live. Yeah, realistically. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, we won't make it past what, what, first week of the finals. <laughs> nah, I don't know. No, we're playing the night. I was we're afraid playing, of that. We're playing the night. Probably in the first week, I think we probably beat them. Uh, Wait, what? Well, you, no, no. If you come fifth, you're playing the Sharks. Well, right? that's if we come fifth. Uh, at, at this stage, where, we're, where do you see? I think we're going to finish six because ah, we're sitting. Okay. We're sitting. Oh, we're ooh. sitting in six at the moment. Manly are going to win. Uh, we're probably going to lose, yeah. so we're going to have to stay in six, and then we'll play. We'll play the Knights, which is a. You'd rather play the Sharks, way, right? We'd rather play the Sharks, but I think we're going to play the Knights and. Um, that's a bit of a bogey game because I just feel like I feel like they'll be I feel like they'll be on. Um, but anyway, I, I feel like we do beat the shot, uh, the Knights, but then we lose in. I don't know, man. I have so much love for Mitchell Pierce. Okay, so anyway, funny. let's. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, people have got things to get to. Um, there might be some Knights fans on here getting real upset with yeah, your comments. That's right. My my brother is a Knights fan, like very diehard Knights fan, and and we'll we'll obviously kind of. Um, Get amongst the game, but it'll be good either way. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the finals. Looking forward to seeing Turbo right. turn it up, Cleary turn it up. 
Um, yeah. That's good to have some sport oh, on, isn't it? Fucking right. What else we got Speaking of, yeah. how's the cricket been? <laughs> Wait, we're going to have to go. No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We've got to go. We've got to go. Yeah, anyway, thank you. Thanks for joining me, Sinu. Uh, thanks to everyone who listened in. Uh, uh, sorry for all the technical difficulties to, to begin. Glad that you guys stuck it out and hopefully you learned something tonight on Trading Spaces where, what do we say? The market is never wrong. Um, yeah, but anyway. I thought you were going to say the rest is history. Yeah, no, the rest mind. is history. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Anyway, yeah, thanks, cheers, fellow. guys. Uh, everyone have a great weekend and, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, hopefully chat to you next week. All right, peace, gang.